2: Good. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Rick Lupert of the Poetry Superhighway. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's our December 2013 edition of our monthly live call-in show. I say live, but you might be listening to this in the archive in the future, in which case it's not a live show, though you are probably alive all right then the purpose of our show of course is to expose as many people to as many other people's as poetry as possible and the way that we do that is by asking you to call in and read your poem the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362 we'll be on for an hour taking your calls listening to your poems and hopefully hearing about what's going on in your poetry world maybe it's a new project you have that you'd like to tell us about in addition to reading your poem or Maybe you're from a particular place that has a cool reading that you want to tell us about or a particular event that's coming up or something of that nature. We want to know about it. But most importantly, we want to hear your poetry. So call in and read. It's uh, area code 646-716-7362 or take advantage of one of the other options to call in the click to call, the Skype button, etc., which are available on the website that you're probably looking at right now because... There's no other way to listen to the show live. A few things going on. Oh, well, I should also mention, maybe you're concerned about, uh, I don't know, content. Maybe you've got content that you feel is a little risque. Or maybe you feel the particular way that you write isn't exactly what we're looking for. Well, fooey, hogwash. We're looking for whatever it is that you've written. We have no content or style restrictions here. If you've got a haiku, great. If you've got a sonnet, that's great. If you've got a free verse, that's great. Whatever you have, we want to hear it. Call in, 646-716-7362. I'd like to tell you about some things going on in Poetry Superhighway land. Uh, First of all, oh, I want to mention, this is kind of exciting. At the half-hour mark of the show, um, I'm going to play a, a new spoken word track I received from a poet from Berlin, Germany, Marula Blades, who is a uh, participant in our Summer Poetry Contest, which uh, just ended in October. You can, by the way, check out the winners of the contest by going to PoetrySuperHighway.com, clicking on the Poetry Superhighway website section there, and then you can see under Special Projects, there's the contest, and you can see who won, you can read their poems, etc. But anyway, one of the participants, who actually tied for fifth place is Marula Blades, and she will be, well, she won't be doing anything, but she did, uh, earlier in the week, send me an MP3 of a poem, a spoken word track mixed with music, etc. So I'm going to be playing that at about 2.30 Pacific, 27 minutes from now, in case you're not in the Pacific time zone. As I suspect, some of you are not. So that's cool. We play a spoken word track at the half-hour mark every month. Uh, assuming we have a new one to play, maybe you've got one you want to submit. Send it to me in an email. Send an MP3 to me at, at poetrysuperhighway.com. and I'd be more than happy to consider it for playing in the spoken word track segment of Poetry Superhighway Live. Uh, now, to clarify what I'm looking for, there, I'm not if if it's I'm not exactly looking for just a straight read, a recording of you doing a straight reading, uh, because you can call in and do that live, but but uh, when I Think of spoken word track for this segment. I want something that you've you've mixed with music um, at the very least, or done done something so that has some kind of production value beyond a straight read. So uh, you're you're augmenting your poem in some way with the production. Um, if you want to do a straight read, why why just call in again six four six seven one six seven three six two. All right. Um, a couple other things going on I want to mention to you. Uh, we just had, a lot of you are familiar with the tradition uh, in the United States of Black Friday, the uh, Friday after Thanksgiving, uh, which is the busiest shopping day of the year where people were traditionally, in a commercial sense, the uh, holiday shopping season begins. That, of course, doesn't work if you're Jewish this year because Hanukkah started earlier than than Thanksgiving so Jews don't listen to this but well actually you should listen because actually what I'm talking about is not buying gifts that's not the point of it uh, so keep listening Jews my mistake um, then that was followed up on Monday by uh, Cyber Monday something which of course developed since the advent of the internet it sounds religious when I say it that way doesn't it the religious the internet has advented All praise the Internet on high. Thank you. That's a little bit I I just worked out about the religious connotations of the Internet coming to be. Anyway, Cyber Monday, the Monday after Thanksgiving, the Monday after Black Friday, in which people uh, – it's the busiest online shopping day of the year. and There's all kinds of crazy specials than happen online. Well, check it out. In the last couple of years, in response to the commercial craziness of Black Friday and Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday has developed. Now, this is not a commercial thing at all. This is the idea here is that you, on Giving Tuesday, will make a donation to someone, some organization that makes the world a better place. Uh, maybe it's an organization that feeds people. Maybe it's an organization that helps uh, kids learn how to read. Maybe it's an organization that's a food bank. Maybe it's an organization that helps to cure cancer. Whatever it is, there's a million different nonprofit organizations, chari- charitable groups that are helping to make the world a better place. Well, so we um, uh, at the Poetry Superhighway think that that is a fantastic idea. And as a result, what uh, we have organized is our own participation in Giving Tuesday. We've published a list of five or six literary and poetry organizations that we think are worthwhile and that all happen to be, by the way, non-profit organizations, which we would love for you to consider making a donation to. Now, um, Giving Tuesday has already passed, but perhaps you um, are the kind of person who either likes to make donations before the end of the year uh, to reap the tax benefits of that, or you're just like the kind of person who likes to give, you know, um, whether or not you get a tax write-off. Well, we've listed, I'm just glancing at the page now, uh, one, two, three, four, five, seven different nonprofit organizations uh, that all deal with poetry and writing. We have Beyond Baroque Literary Arts Center in Los Angeles it's a unique venue which is um both a bookstore and a performance space a dedicated venue just for the literary arts here in Los Angeles they're a nonprofit organization also the world stage a similar organization in another part of Los Angeles which has been promoting readings and workshops etc in the poetry community in South Central Los Angeles uh for many for decades really um, they, um, they definitely need your help. They're in danger of closing. So they're uh, a, w- a very worthwhile organization for you to support. Um, Penn Center USA uh, and Poets and Writers Inc., both national uh, in the United States organizations that work to uh, promote poetry and to support writers well worthy of your support financially. Um, Tebot Bach, an uh, organization out of a nonprofit organization out of Orange County, which supports poets and writers through readings and publications. Red hen press, um, a nonprofit organization, an independent press that uh, works very hard to promote and support poetry and publishes many um, excellent books throughout the year um, deserves your support and finally, a new relatively new nonprofit organization started by uh, Aaron Elizabeth Smith. Who is a participant in Poetry Superhighway projects in the past? Um, um, she's uh, entered our contests in the past. She's uh, been published by us. She started the Sundress Academy for the Arts, um, a nonprofit organization that uh, runs workshops and and does publications and teaches um, the art of poetry, the art and craft of poetry as well. <laughs> so um, that's just seven organizations that uh, support poetry and writing in the world, and uh, well worthy of... Uh, they, they all, they're all—they all not-for-profit organizations, or so if you're in the United States and you make a donation, it's 100% tax deductible. And if you go to the Poetry Superhighway website, um, you can see on the front page all of the uh, listings of um, our latest posts, and I think it's the third one down. You can click right on the list of who those organizations are and uh, and go right to their donate pages if you'd like to make a donation tax-deductible before the end of the year. <coughs> so that's our participation in Giving Tuesday, although I fully admit that it happens to be Sunday right now. All right, the number to call in, <coughs> we're going to get to our callers in just a couple minutes. It's 646 uh, 716 Six All right, I just wanted to open the page to make sure I could give you the uh, exact uh, information on how to find this list of, uh, of um, where these folks are. It's the third item down on the Poetry Superhighway website. All righty, moving along. Um, I also want to mention something special I'm doing at the Cobalt Café. This week, Uh, the Cobalt Cafe is the venue where I host a reading every single week Uh, here in Southern California at at the Cobalt Cafe in Canoga Park, California. It's an open reading. I've been hosting it for almost 20 years. If you're in Southern California, you should definitely come down. This particular Tuesday (coughs) happens to be the last reading of the year. Uh, The following two Tuesdays are... Excuse me. The following two Tuesdays are um, December 24th, which is Christmas Eve. Not a good night to have a poetry reading and expect people to actually come. Um, And then the week after that is New Year's Eve. Um, Also, not traditionally a night when people would choose to just go out to a poetry reading. So, this particular Tuesday is our last reading of the year. In addition to our open reading, which anyone is welcome to participate in, our featured poet is Poetry. That is a gentleman who refers to himself as Poetry. It's P-O-E-T-R-I. He's a a really talented performer. Very funny. Um, He is a Tony Award winning poet. He put together a... um, He was... Excuse me, he participated in a show that was on Broadway called Deaf Poetry Jam, (coughs) uh, which won a Tony. Um, He was on the actual show Deaf Poetry Jam, which was on HBO for quite some time. Um, So I definitely recommend that you check out poetry this particular Tuesday at the Cobalt, 9 o'clock. But also we'll be doing our in-person holiday book gift exchange. Now this is similar, uh, if you're a fan of the Poetry Superhighway... Uh, you're probably familiar with our uh, Great Poetry Exchange project, which we do during, God, I forget what month it, it happens, but it happens at some point during the year. Not right now, so don't worry about it. This is a project in which you, uh, you pledge one of your poetry books, and in turn, you will uh, receive a poetry book, from some random other participant uh, from some other part of the world. So I'm doing this live at the Cobalt Cafe on Tuesday. All you have to do is bring a book of poetry. It could be your book of poetry it, that you wrote and published, a chapbook, uh, whatever. Could be a book of poetry that you love. Maybe it's something right off your shelf that you've read a million times that you want to give to someone else so that you have an extra copy of or something that you buy just for this purpose someone asked earlier if they could come and uh, with a literary magazine sure why not so you'll put it in the pile we're going to assign numbers to all of these and then the, uh, at the end of the well not at the end um, as, as everyone goes up to read um, that person will get to uh, <coughs> draw a random number and pick a book from the pile that they get to go home with So that's it. You don't have to bring a book. You can just come for the open reading. It's fine. But uh, if you do bring a book, you get to participate in this exchange. So it's kind of like a holiday poetry book exchange dealy. I hope that you – gosh, I hope that you come and you bring a book. It's a cool thing. It's our sort of fun holiday tradition. What the hell? Bring eggnog. You know what? Bring ponog. Thank you. All right, the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Let's get to our first caller. Um, It is a caller with... Oh, they just dropped. Okay, someone's calling in on a blocked number, I think. It's all ones. Try calling in again. Use a landline, darn it, if you're having trouble with your cell phone. All right, we're going to begin with a... uh, an old spoken word track that uh, that um, that I played uh, quite some time ago. Uh, this is from Maggie Westland. She was a uh, she was actually one of the judges of this year's poetry contest and the winner of the 2012 one of the top three winners of the 2012 poetry contest. While we're listening to it, uh, get yourself in the queue. The number six four six seven one six seven three six two. If you're considering calling in, by the way. Better to do it earlier in the show. Um, I tend to get a lot of calls in the last five minutes, and then can't put all of those people on. So, um, if you get if you call in earlier, I can talk with you longer. I can, am uh, not stressing about you reading a shorter poem. I can uh, find out more about your world, world. So call in now so you can get in. All right, here is uh, the poem "Pussy Riot" by Maggie Westland.
1: You're wrong if you think sending pistol, whipping, bullies, packing heat is right. If not, we're hot. Our pussy whips can slip past jailbird bars. You think your bully pulpits can put down bird song? You're wrong. Our hymns resound, reverberate from chapel walls. Redress, what's wrong? You want a riot for real heads to roll, real red in squares? We didn't chop yours. All we did was sing out what we thought. Peel back your masks. You thought cops are the ones that should be in the jail. Stop all this childish rant and rail against such real girl power. You want a riot, you'll get one for sure. On larger stage, the world already stands outraged at petty politics, corruption, and the stink of war. Put Putin in the stocks to mock. Or would you rather have gulags to freeze out art and beauty in pretense of safe? Come on, come out, come sing aloud. Keep counsel and the flag of free speech flying in the face of outlandish other worlds of shame, dishonesty, and hate.
2: All right, that was the poem Pussy Riot by Poetry Superhighway veteran. Maggie Westland. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Here's another spoken word track from uh, poet Jerry Garcia.
0: from my shoulder blades. I glide over ocean mist and touch down on a cloud. I thought I would see angels, other angels. Perhaps the girl knew she would shatter first as I tumble through thick air. I see my young love sack the sand and rock below. Arms flail, fingers crack, gritty surf covers her with a pall of seaweed. I plummet to her side. No wings sprout, no parachute pulls my reprieve, no zephyr sweeps me to heaven. Air and surf flutter static through my ears. I open my mouth to bitter salt, look into wet sand and become a seagull's
2: Last Screech. So cool. A spoken word track from Jerry Garcia from a performance he did at Beyond Baroque a couple of years ago. Um, why haven't you submitted your spoken word track for me to play on the show? That's what I want to know. All I'm going to try to get this caller on. Blocked number keeps dropping. Is anybody there? Hello. Unlisted number? No. All right. Just not working for you. I guess you're calling from a place where there is no cell phone coverage or, or cell phone coverage only works for like two minutes at a time and not the two minutes that I click to put you on the air. Call in, folks. There's a great opportunity for you to share a poem with a worldwide audience. The number is 646-716-7362. We have no content or style restrictions. You can read uh, any kind of poem you want. You could read a dirty poem if you want. You could, my God, you could read anything you want. You could read a poem by your favorite poet that you just read that that uh, inspired you so much that you have no choice but to share it with the world. Uh, you could call in just to make an announcement about what's going on in your website, what's happening Uh, in your poetry world, about a project that you've got coming up, about a contest you're running. Lordy, I want to uh, read a poem for you myself. I just received a book in the mail from uh, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, who's a gentleman who's been calling into the Poetry Superhighway live reading uh, ever since I started this program a number of years ago. Um, This is by the poet Wyslawis Isamborska, it's called Bruegel's Two Monkeys from uh, Wyslawis Hissamborska's book View with a Green of Sand, Selected Poems. This is what I see in my dreams about final exams. Two monkeys chained to the floor sit on the windowsill. The sky behind them flutters. The sea is taking its bath. The exam is... History of mankind I stammer and hedge One monkey stares and listens With mocking disdain The other seems to be dreaming away But when it's clear I don't know what to say He prompts me with a gentle clinking Of his chain That's uh, Bruegel's Two Monkeys By Wislawis and Borska The image at the end of A Monkey in Chains makes me very sad, I should point out. But that's a stellar poem. That's actually the poem that opens up Wislawa Szymborska's book, View with a Grain of Sand. I was very proud. You may have heard of this project already, but Wislawa, uh, the, the publishers of uh, one of, another of uh, Szymborska's book, um, Houghton Mifflin, agreed to let me uh, reprint one of her poems in a book I just edited called Ekfrastia Gone Wild. Uh, this is a book of poems written by people from all over the world who have uh, written ekphrastic poetry, poetry uh, uh, after um, other forms of art. Um, this is uh, You probably know what an ekphrastic poem is. You're, you're all poets. So um, I put out a call for submissions about a year and a half ago uh, for ekphrastic poetry. Uh, typically, an ekphrastic poem... Uh, classically I guess um, is a poem written after viewing a, a painting or some kind of artwork like that uh, but, um, but it doesn't have to be it could be after any form of art it could be after a film uh, um, etc. and so uh, people sent in work and not just poems after works of art uh, but after artists um, after viewing entire collections of poetry at galleries etc. and uh, I released the book Earlier this year, um, Ekfrasti had gone wild, and I was lucky enough to get permission to put one of Wislawa and Borska's uh, ekfrastic poems uh, in it, her poem Vermeer, after, uh, after a Dutch uh, painting of the same name. And it's, uh, it's very cool. You should definitely check out uh, uh, this book. It's at uh, poetrysuperhighway.com slash E-G-W. All right, the number to call in, folks, is area code 646-716-7362. Even though we are from different worlds
4: for over a decade by my side, you have always stood giving up a life during the light to be with me in the dark of the night. Me... Never worrying that you would ever flee. Never a complaint. Never a harsh word. You never saying anything derogatory. Even though you could. So I raise my glass to you in reverence as I drink. To thee, this heart I'm not supposed to have. You bring such happiness to my unholy life. You have chosen freely to, on this night, to forever be with me. Joining me in this unholy existence, you freely choose to be my wife. So, for your courageous sacrifice, my love, I drink to thee. When I was a living being upon this earth, a toast was a great way to honor someone. Since then, things have really changed. But I do honor you so, The love being the key. You choose the undead to be with me. Never again feeling the warmth of the biggest star, the sun. For all the happiness you freely bring to me, darling, I drink to thee. I cannot describe to you what you bring to the undead, the happiness you and I share. Over everything, you decided that you would choose me. So tonight we become one, you not hesitating to join me, you act as if about this You haven't a care. I raise. My glass to you. For the love. You bring to me. I drink. To thee. You. Standing before me. You come. Into my arms. No questions. Now. I inflict. The fatal bite. You wanting to be with me this being your only wish your only plea entering my world you show no remorse of any kind of fright so the warm dark liquid in my glass I raise to you and I drink to thee. This night will always be remembered as the night in which we became one. I could not say no to you being in my life, because this is the way I feel it should be. There is no turning back now. as. Our lives together has begun. So for this unselfish, loving choice you freely made, I drink to
2: thee. Alright, that was uh, the poem I Drink to Thee, actually written by a woman named Linaya Lee and recited by Victor Aurelius playing through some spoken word tracks that I've received (coughs) over the last couple of years today on the show. Cool, huh? Don't you think? If you'd like to call in and read a poem live, certainly open to that. The number is area code 646-716-7362. We'll be broadcasting for the next half hour. I promised you we're just at the half hour mark now that I would play a new spoken word track from you, and I do indeed have one. Uh, This is a poem called Miss Betty, Miss Betty, I should say. Uh, this is written by the poet Marula Blades. She is a poet who lives in Berlin, Germany. She sent this to me a couple of weeks ago. And uh, she uh, was a participant in this past year's Poetry Superhighway contest, where her poem, uh, one of her poems, I should say, um, tied for fifth place in the contest out of 560 poems or however many it was. So that's pretty good. Um, this particular poem, Miss Betty, is from her debut spoken word EP called Word Pulse, released by Halivision Records in the United Kingdom in 2013. She also wrote the music together with her musical partner, Jorg Heinrich. Please forgive me if I'm mispronouncing that. Marula? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Her musical partner is uh, is George Henry. Oh, no, well, I guess that's the same name, except in a different language. Who sung all the vocals on the track? So, here it is, ladies and gentlemen, the spoken word track "Miss Betty" by Marilla Blades.
5: Memorize notes between the wind silences. Tones of red, dripping in triplets to splintered slats, where the muted sound of color stretched under bony fingers like tribal rock. She used to sing to warm the dank, dark pulse of eggs. Something a wilted beast in her parade in a garden where only the stubble of wheat grows and rainworms float waterlogged in sheer stocking-like skin. Weddings of colour to throw top hats like daffodil coronas. Dispersing swollen black seeds to pollinate the journey through. She used to sing. Winter's lash from her raw skin And to hush the noise of felling trees She fell, her yellow skirt ballooned like the sun Spear-headed bushes ripped twill The yellow sagged For a year a snagged lone flag Flapped on a treetop Village. Inside the sheen, a wake-like finger tracks 80-wide groceries as the moon's light, blinded by snow, sheaves
2: that was pretty awesome that was the poem Miss Betty read and written and uh, sang upon by Marula Blades from Berlin, Germany the musician playing under her was uh, George Henry from well I don't know where George Henry's from probably also from Berlin people don't tell me everything you know what I'm saying alright the number to call in is 646-716-7362 We've got about 23 minutes left in the show. Take a break. Be happy to take a break from playing these spoken word tracks to hear what it is that you would like to read here on Poetry Superhighway Live. Next up is a poem from Wanda Coleman. Wanda Coleman was a beloved Los Angeles poet who passed away um, earlier uh, this month, actually, Very sad to have lost her. Um, This is her poem, Wanda Coleman at the Jazz Club.
3: At the Jazz Club, he comes on a ghost. Remember, we were here once. Love was a new cut of meat, the sweat of fresh blood, into each other's eyes falling, a closeness of breath, a toast, two glasses, reflection, his knee courting mine, and I thought wrong, thought maybe. Flesh time, widowed sheets, a memory of a half-fleshed toilet, the smell of him lingers just at the edge of my nose, a pressed carnation stains the paper of our lives. Pages to lock away in a chest of disquiet. Where are they all now? The ones who listened, so rapt to our rhetoric. The spirits that mirrored my enthusiasm, lust for adventure. The window that promised escape in case the smoke became too thick. A prayer catches me unaware Religiosity is something other than dogma. The stink of our love losing potence between applications of pine saw, and I'm burning for him bacon on a hot, greasy grill. The singer sets a mood. What more can we do? We cemented in bond of flesh eager to get there, never tiring of the ritual detergent and bleach. The sun burning kisses on the tips of my fingers pressed against safety glass. Sometimes his touch comes through with the urgency of a dying race, my heart beneath his shoe. We whispered overthrows, speculated on the Egyptian book of the dead, soul train and liberation. Whatever happened to the brown-eyed me? A mini-skirted wound weeping soft red candlelight. She reappears occasionally between motel doors, takes her lover's wallet while he sleeps, and steals away.
2: All right, that was the poem At the Jazz Club by Wanda Coleman. Don't know where that was recorded. Uh, but that's a voice from the past um, and a voice from Wanda Coleman who who passed away recently. She was a, really a beloved Los Angeles poet uh, almost universally. So there's going to be a memorial for her, Wanda Coleman Memorial, on Sunday, January 19th, 2014 at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific at the Church in Ocean Park, uh, which is uh, Ocean Park, California. It's just a sort of nestled between Venice, California and Santa Monica, California right off Ocean Boulevard. Actually, right off Main Street, now that I think about it. 2 o'clock p.m. Um, there's going to be a potluck. It's put, being put on by Beyond Baroque Literary Arts Center. Um, check it out. You can there's some more information about it on the Beyond Baroque website at beyondbaroque.org. Our next actual PSH Live open reading will be the week before that, so I'll remind you about it then. All right. The number to call in is area code 646 I have a caller on the line from the 818 area code. Hello.
6: Hello. How are you? This is Lita Parent-Harris calling.
2: Hi. Lita, you said?
6: Lita. Lita Parent-Harris. That's
2: correct. Nice to meet you, Lita.
6: Thank you very much. Um,
2: I, you're, I, I, I'm guessing by the 818 area code that you're calling from somewhere here in, in Southern California.
6: Well, I, I uh, actually kept the um, previous um, phone that I lived in, I used to live in the Valley, now I live in downtown Los Angeles. So I just kept this number all this time. So, yeah. Well, I think that, that <laughs> does
2: count as, as still Southern California.
6: Yes, yes, it does, it does. How are you today?
2: I'm doing great, thanks. How are you?
6: Oh, pretty good, pretty good. I've never, i never quite, I've never quite done this before, so it's kind of new for me to read over, over, um, you know, over the phone. But I do I, I appreciate the opportunity, you know.
2: Well, it's, uh, it's very similar to reading not on the phone, you know. It's just, a, it's a different kind of microphone. Uh, you still have ears listening to you. You still have a poem coming out of your mouth. Um, right. So I have great confidence uh, uh, that you can do this.
6: Okay. Shall let's I begin or, um, okay, go ahead. Yeah, let's,
2: let's I will, hear it.
6: Okay, it's called Sting for Being Lonely. This bustle is untouched by my mind, uncontrolled by my heart. It is a consumed silence I sit and languish in for the sake of being bullet complete. Your eyes beckon to me, softly waving your lips to flash tiredly as you wait and I stand. Wait because the empty chair at home does not compare to your soft arms wrapping around me. I stay here to be with you from being lonely. Pain and sadness that my heart feels through the love and songs that flee through my stereo. Food there to cook to keep you until you return. Your laughter and company make me smile while my bed lies cold and untouched. I stay here because in this way, to be with you here, I can be myself, my truest self, can love once again and be free. All these things I do, I stay from
2: being lonely. We well, really painted a picture of uh of uh, of loneliness there um lita mhm
6: mhm well i just i lo- i lost um um my husband a few months back, and just getting through the bereavement and and still um trying to pick up the pieces and move on a lot of good things are happening and um you know people come together to help me during this time and it's it still doesn't you know a change, you have to get through the healing. You have to get through it. You, you, you try to consume yourself with things, with, um, you know, busyness, but you have to um, let the grieving process happen, you know, you know. And, 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 and it's okay. It's okay. And so when I write, I write things that um, reflect my feelings at the time. Even though I'm happy and very positive and, and very functioning, I'm still in very much pain from the loss even though people
2: might not see it in my life. Well, you might hide it well, but it, it never quite completely goes away, I would imagine, but it does get easier as, as time goes on. I'm, I'm so sorry to hear about your loss, and I hope that um, the memory of your husband will be a source of strength uh, for you mm-hmm. uh, and joy mm-hmm. as, you. As, um, as time goes on. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll be able to um, pick up the pieces and, and move forward.
6: Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Rick.
2: Sure. Do you um do you go to any readings here in L.A. or do you, do you participate um, in the community?
6: Yes, I go. I go to um uh, speakeasy, which is on a Monday night uh, a down in downtown, um, and then I go. I go to one in uh in Echo Park, Silver Lake area. So I go to several ones that are they're in the adjacent like Hollywood, West Hollywood, um, downtown area. Um, when I can't get to the valley, I try to get. Um, as much as possible, but it depends on on uh, the day and everything. But I'm actually taking a course at USC for um to get my um my material published at that ten months. So when I complete, it, I'll be I'll be um working towards my goal. So yeah,
2: very cool. Do you do you want to mention the names of the actual uh, venues where these two readings are, just in case anyone else in Southern California is listening and no. might want to check them out?
6: The Last Bookstore in downtown Los Angeles on 5th and Spring. Um, And
2: that's the the, speakeasy? That's
6: usually the the first Monday. And then um, every day it's going to be at the the Lexington on the 3rd and Main. So that's going to be on the the following Monday. The
1: Baby
6: Boxer has it on Monday at the Last Bookstore. And then at the Lexington, she's going to have it um, the rest of the week, the rest of the month so. And then... um, the one, the one that go in Echo Park is called uh, Rapa's Lounge and Art Gallery. So, we've got different ones. Um,
2: <coughs> cool. Do you, um, do you have a website or anything that people can check you out at if yeah. they want to see more of your yes, work? Yes, I
6: do. Yes, I, yes, I do. I have, um, Lita Parent Harris uh, under writer. Um, it's called Backporchbooks. Dot dot com, and that's my website. I have a couple, um, uh poems uh, set up right now just to put it together to I oh, will put some, some bio and some, some video on there too as well. But it's just the um basic website for me for to start in right now and um yeah, so that's been, been fun putting that together. And then also going to school for um the publishing. That should be good too. I'm looking forward to that so I really enjoyed my my uh fellow classmates and um and, it's a uh, it's a class
2: of, about about book publishing, is that right?
6: well it's, it's, a, it's, a po- it's a poetry class it's a, an extension course and it's for 10 months and when you complete the class then you get published when you finish oh and um, yeah so um, I just started very a couple months ago mm-hmm. yeah it's great
2: so. well Lita thank you so much for calling in uh, you'll never thank be able you to much. say that you, you you'll never be able to say that you've never done this before
6: um, <laughs> and I hope
2: you call in again
6: I will. Thank you very much, and have a great
2: day. Thanks you too. That was uh, Lita Perrin Harris calling from downtown Los Angeles, uh, reading her poem about the loss of her husband. We wish her well. I'm sure she'll um, she'll get through it with strength. She sounds uh, she sounds like she's in good shape, but you know, we all know that kind of pain uh, uh, stays with you. So thanks for calling in, Lita. The number number to call in if you want to try to squeeze in a poem in the last. Uh, Twelve minutes of the show or so is six four six seven one six seven three six two Our next caller is from the seven six five area code Hello
7: hello hi this is this is uh thomas Welby Cox calling
2: hi how are you thomas
7: hi how you doing
2: I'm doing okay
7: Great. Uh, i don't I'm an I don't old think you're a first time first time caller
2: yeah, well, um, the old part doesn't really matter, um, but the uh, the first-time caller is very cool, especially for me, because I've seen your name, you know, uh, online with, with various Poetry Superhighway projects for, for years now, so it's cool to, to actually hear your voice.
7: Yeah, well, thanks so much. I'm just, uh, you haven't heard my voice or seen my work for several years because I've, I've been in prison, uh, convicted, uh by the government for sedition, Uh, so I'm happy to be out and delighted. uh, My friend Rick Luper gave me uh, the connection, and so I was hoping that uh, he might have a minute for me to share, uh, since this is the 50th anniversary of the assassination of Kennedy, a poem that I wrote in 1963.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Can you t- let, let me know where you're calling from so we know uh, where you're calling from.
7: Yeah, I'm calling from Richmond, Indiana. Okay. That's about 70 miles uh, east of uh, Indianapolis.
2: Great. Well, I'd love to hear your poem. Let's hear it.
7: Uh, this is titled November 22nd, 1963. A solid black horse stalked a caisson, inverted boots at his side a saber in a sheath where a fallen leader used to ride. And on the wind, a skillful drummer struck a mournful beat. The tune pierced the hearts of thousands who came respectfully and lined the streets. The event made strange confusion, no contrast in the dark from the sun, sleep so vital, yet somehow uneventful in the face of what one shot had done, and now a widow watches, a small child salutes, a volley ripples across the lawn, sending its message, unyielding and resolute, where others, too, have long since gone. A flame is lit, and a nation mourns, more than the loss of a favored son, matters of history are now left here by the side of others. At Arlington.
2: Nice poem. We haven't had anything on uh, on uh, on Kennedy's assassination um, or the anniversary, I should say. Um, So very cool to uh, to hear that, Thomas. And um, thank you very much for sharing it.
7: Yes. And uh, by the way, I I have a book that was published uh, this year. It's on Amazon. It's called uh, The Day. John Fitzgerald Kennedy passed. If anyone's uh, interested in the subject,
2: good. How can people find it?
7: Uh, well, it's on, uh, as I say, Amazon.com under uh, Thomas Welby Cox, and I think that uh, for the rest of the month it's free.
2: Oh well, that's uh, who could pass that deal up.
7: <laughs>
2: so you're, you're saying you were in prison for sedition? You know, basically. Uh, you know, inciting people to rebel against the authority is—I is, understand what that means. Is that—is uh, that right? Yes,
7: yeah, that's, that's correct.
2: And how long were you in?
7: I was in for a total of, uh, including jails and uh, various other halfway houses and four different prisons. I was in. Uh, they put me on what they call diesel therapy uh, to keep me hidden. Uh, they floated me around to uh, the most. Uh, Archaic prisons, you can imagine, uh, but I was in for a total of ten years.
2: Well, wow, that's quite a lot, just uh, uh, just for speaking up in a country that uh, is uh, sort of based on free speech as one of its premises.
7: Well, one of the reasons that I wrote the book was that uh, I met a guy in the Atlanta prison who had been in prison since 19 19- and. 65. He had worked for the CIA, uh, and uh, they had him in prison for sedition, also. So the government, uh, the government is always looking for a way to hide people.
2: Well, I hope they're not listening into this show because I, I, I don't want you to get hidden again, and oh, wow. frankly, I don't want them to snatch me up either. Um, <laughs>
7: They I'm sure that they won't snatch you, but they are always watching me. Uh, you can't speak up in this country; it is not it does not have freedom of speech any longer. Uh, you say the least thing sideways and they, they will get you, and they are listening to everybody.
2: so they say well, Thomas, thank you so much for calling in. welcome back to uh, to freedom and I hope I uh, wish you much. Success and uh, freedom for uh, for the remainder of your time on Earth.
7: Well, at 72, according to the actuaries, it isn't very long. But don't forget, I'll be listening to your program and enjoying it.
2: Glad to hear it. Alrighty. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye. That was uh, Thomas Welby Cox calling from Richmond, Indiana, newly out of prison. for an act of sedition, reading his poem in honor of the anniversary of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. It was, uh, I was uh, just in Washington, D.C. over the summer, wrote a whole book of poems there that will uh, actually be out next month. It's called The Gettysburg Undress, but uh, I had the chance to go to the museum. Which, uh, as you, if you don't know already, and as you could probably guess from the title, uh, is a museum which focuses on news. Uh, which, uh, which had an amazing exhibit and series of films, etc., on Kennedy's assassination. Uh, the museum is one of the most unique and interesting museums uh, I've I've been in. If you get tired of of art and other kinds of museums, I definitely recommend if you're in the D.C. area checking out the museum. All right, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. I see that uh, unlisted number is back. Is anyone there?
8: Michael in Birmingham.
2: Hey, Michael. Thank you so much for the book thank you so much for the oh, book I, I'm really enjoying it and I don't know if you were listening earlier but I did in fact read a, one of Sisamborska's poems and uh, mentioned you as a gifter of the book uh, as well
8: oh well, well thank you I just figured since she was one of the stars of the anthology that um, um, you you were the person I should send the book to
2: yeah thank you Okay. I love it.
8: so our time here on the earth, it's kind of like it was the night before our big Noel. Then we are home for the Christmas forever. So talk to you next year.
2: Tell me what what's, uh, that was a poem, wait, you mentioned this before, this was something you were going to read last month, but... but uh chose to read it now since it's closer to the holiday. Is that right? Or remind me what what happened there.
8: I don't quite recall other than what I just read. It was something that I wrote in the last couple of days.
2: Oh, well, then I'm completely wrong, I guess. I, um, that happens. <laughs> maybe when you get as maybe old as perhaps
8: May. I had originally planned that. Maybe I but that came to me, that comparison between it was the night before Christmas and then our time here on Earth is kind of like it was the night before our big Noel. Then we are home for the Christmas forever. Talk to you next year. Happy holidays.
2: All right, you too. You too. Thanks so much for calling, Michael. That was uh, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. Michael, uh, like I said, he's been participating in this show uh, since the beginning. We've been doing this five or six years now, every single month for the most part. Um, He's got a poem actually in Ekfrastia Gone Wild as well. Check it out at poetrysuperhighway.com slash EGW. Uh, to see everyone who's in the book. You can also listen. We had a special Poetry Superhighway Live show which um, included um, many of the poets who were in the book reading their poems. It was mixed with music. It's uh, it's a two-hour show. It's very cool. Um, You can check it out at Poetry Superhighway Live um, uh, in the archives there. It's one of the featured shows, or it's also something you can just check out on the Ain't Got No Press website, uh, uh, com slash EGW, will take you right there um, and check it out. Well, we're just about out of time. I see a couple people have called in uh, here in the last minute, but we're not going to be able to get to you because i got 60 seconds left here. I highly recommend uh, next month our show is January 12th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific that you call in uh, during the early part of the show. We'll have plenty of time to talk with you. You can read a long poem. You can tell us about what's going on in your poetry world. That's our next show, January 12th. I hope everyone has... An amazing uh, Christmas, if you celebrate that. Kwanzaa, if you celebrate that. Uh, New Year, if you celebrate that. I assume that pretty much covers most people. Um, uh, We'll be back again on January 12th with the next Poetry Superhighway Live open reading. If you missed any part of this show, you can hear it in the archive immediately after we we finish. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Visit our website at poetrysuperhighway.com. And have a great, great rest of your day. Okay, round
0: two. Name something that's not boring.
1: Laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire? Huh?
0: Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No by 18+ terms and conditions apply. details.